Welcome to another episode of Golden Nuggets for Aspiring Coaches. Today's guest is Kiefer Haffey, who is the head coach at Concordia University Ann Arbor. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Thanks for having me, Ashton. Excited to excited to talk with you. Yeah, yeah. So, what's been your motivation behind coaching? Um, I think a lot of it has just started, truthfully, from just a passion and obsession for the game of basketball. Um, just being able to kind of find that as a as a youth player and growing up, just really enjoying the game. As I as I got older, I had the chance to be kind of a volunteer coach in local and rec stuff, uh, which is where I think a lot of my passion for teaching it kind of started. Um, but really, I think just former coaches I had, my parents, um, and then just their ability of, of letting me enjoy the game and find a passion for it has, has made me fall in love with basketball and, and just helped grow the desire to want to teach the game to others and help their passion. You spoke on, um, you know, kind of helping with local youth leagues. So how was that experience? Uh, it was really good. I've got to do it at a number of different levels. So literally all the way down to a parks and rec team. The, the first team I was ever a head coach for was a fifth grade parks and rec team. And we did not win a single game. Um, so that was the first devastating season that I had. And it was, um, it was maybe one of the most fun years that we had. And it was kind of the first time I got to really take a team and coach it, even at that younger youth level. But I've been able to do CYO teams, AAU teams, stuff like that in uh, high school. And, and the high school and the AAU network and experience through those were fantastic just in terms of getting to meet more local area coaches, uh, really starting to connect with a lot of different college coaches and then having a lot of really gifted players and athletes that were just incredible to work with, just fun kids who had a passion for the game and were clearly very talented um, and being able to work with, with players who have a natural gift and then this really strong hunger to get better. Um, you know, it just makes coaching incredibly fun. Yeah. Before um, you kind of dived into coaching, you were a manager at Wayne State. So what was that like, and how did being a manager prepare you for where you're currently at? So I had done a couple years just with Parks and Rec and CYO stuff in terms of coaching in a high school um, for kind of some volunteer hours through our high school and stuff like that. Um, and then as I was graduating, that's where I really felt like I had this deeper desire to do more in coaching uh, and had connected with the men's basketball staff at Wayne State University in Detroit. Um, where they let me come on as a manager. And I, I think that was maybe the most pivotal experience in my life in terms of coaching and basketball. Um, it really helped me grow an enjoyment and a hunger for just being a tireless worker and obsessed with getting better. Um, so you really, as a manager, have to be a fly on the wall, right? You have to stick to your role. You have to do your role really well. But as a young and hungry coach, you're also really hoping for opportunities to do a little bit more and do a little bit more. Uh, and sometimes those things are conflicting. So it's finding the harmony of, of just being a sponge and just sitting back and, and doing your job really well and learning while also doing it so well that hopefully you're getting more opportunities and, and getting a chance to, to get your hands dirty with some other aspects of, of basketball and, and then the college basketball landscape. So um, I think that was probably one of the most important experiences that I've had in terms of, of coaching and, and developing as a coach. For sure. 
after that, you know, you spent a few seasons as an assistant coach at Concordia. So what makes a great assistant coach? I think there are a lot of things that being an assistant, uh, I could connect to with my job as a student manager. Again, part of it is um, at times you got to be somebody who's just sitting in their role and doing their job really well. Uh, it depends on the coaches you work for, the coaches you work with, uh, in terms of how big your voice might be, how big your role amongst the staff might be. I was blessed to, to have a head coach that I worked for in Thad Sankey who was um, – very willing and open to, to get the opinion of myself and our graduate assistant at the time. Um, and so I think to me, being an assistant coach, you've got to do your job really well. So whether you're in charge of developing players, whether you're in charge of some portion of the game, uh, whether your job is recruiting, you've got to absolutely go out and kill it. And you got to be uh, really the best that you can be. So I feel like I always had the mentality that I wanted to be the best assistant coach in the country. Yeah, and you did a really good job in your role, and you just recently finished your second season as a head coach. What is something, if anything, you wish you would have known before becoming a head coach? Uh, well, I think first things first, I was very fortunate as an assistant coach to just be in the right spot at the right time to get an opportunity to be a head coach. So um, I think there's a shock of smart quote where he talks about you're never going to feel like you're fully prepared for the job that you want. And there's just so much of your success and experience as a coach or in any profession uh, that has to be learning on the go. But to me, some, some really big things that I feel like I wouldn't say necessarily wish that I knew, but wish that I had um, a deeper understanding of, of the impact and the feel of them would be just kind of the shift in roles from an assistant coach to a head coach, um, the duties, and more importantly, the relationships. I think there are a lot of job responsibilities as an assistant coach that I had, or even as a student manager that I had, that I loved and I really enjoyed doing uh, that I might not be able to spend that much time on as a head coach. And, and portions of those responsibilities are things that I have to delegate to my assistant staff. Uh, and they, whether it's recruiting or player development, like whatever it might be, there's, there's some things I think as an assistant that uh, you might really enjoy doing that you don't have as much time dedicated towards as a head coach um, that in relationships I think it's, it's just very natural that your relationships transition uh, from an assistant coach to a head coaching role I think there's just this natural um, difference in, in, in how your relationships are with your players and and all that stuff and I think feeling that impact would have been something I would like to be more prepared for because um, I have been fortunate to be in the mentorship groups in the WBCA and signed up uh, for the mentor to mentor groups. And one of the coaches is Alora Sharp. She's the head coach at Presbyterian College. Uh, and she gave me a quote that I think I'll probably hold on to for a really long time uh, when I kind of brought this topic up in, in one of our meetings where she said, uh, assistant coach relationships are oftentimes day to day relationships, where head coach relationships are oftentimes long-term relationships, whether it's a couple years down the road, four years down the road, after your players graduate, your job as a head coach and, and your relationship with your players is to make sure whether you're being tough or not is to set them up to be as successful as possible. Uh, so I think that's something, the shift in how your relationship changes from more of a day-to-day -day piece to a long-term piece is something I, I think the impact uh, was felt. 
Yeah, and speaking on uh, player relationships, as a head coach, how do you plan to have your team step out of this quarantine time better than ever? Um, I think my team probably thinks that our staff is a little bit insane, um, but we love that, and, and our girls are hardworking. So we, we got really ahead of this thing, um, and our staff did a great job of, of making themselves available as early as possible so we could all connect and figure out how we wanted to, to tackle this, what at the time looked like a couple weeks, has now looked like maybe months and maybe even um, really six months or more. We don't really know in this fluid situation as it changes. Uh, but as a team, we're doing a lot of things. We have multiple weekly meetings. Uh, so for us, we talk about if we can't be on the court together and the weight room together, stuff like that, then we need to make sure that um, whatever time we can connect, we're really growing areas of our program that we might not uh, dedicate as much time to when we are together on a day-to-day. -day. So we have weekly meetings for academic check-ins. We have weekly meetings uh, for culture building. So every Monday evening, we have a culture building meeting with our team. Every Monday morning, we have academic check-ins and one-on-one check-ins with our girls. Um, and then we still have skill work and weightlifting and conditioning that we're expecting them to do. Uh, we've been fortunate to find a few remote options, whether they're phone apps or uh, online programs, things like that, uh, that are going to keep our girls busy. Uh, and, and we're also a faith-based university. We're a Lutheran university. And, and so for us, um, faith is definitely a part of our program and our campus. And, and so we get together every Thursday uh, and do a, a team chapel together and, and kind of talk about some of the faith development portions of our program as well. So um, we're keeping our girls pretty busy for the most part. And I've been really happy with their attitudes towards really trying to tackle this thing. We want to have the, you know, wherever, whenever, however mentality. So if this is the situation we got, we're going to be as best as we possibly can be coming out of this thing. That's great. That's great. You kind of hit on it earlier, um, the WBCA and the mentor program. Who are some of your mentors that have helped you along the way? And how important is it for young coaches to find a good mentor? Uh, I mean, I think it's absolutely vital. So uh, the first coach that comes to mind for me is our former head coach at Concordia, uh, Thad Sankey. He's right now the head coach at Jamestown University, uh, which is an NAIA uh, program. And I mean, he's somebody that I'll try to connect with on a weekly or biweekly basis, um, even to today, and somebody that can check in with, make sure he's doing all right, but also bounce ideas um, off of him and, and ask for his opinion on things. So he's been absolutely vital uh, in my development as a coach and, and really even putting me in the situation that I am now. Uh, another one is Lorenzo Neely. He's an assistant coach at Wayne State for the men's basketball team. Um, I think I'll just forever be grateful to him for my experience as a manager, he always just seemed to take additional time to sit and talk with me on days or whatever it might be, just to really poke at my basketball brain and poke at my experience and, and make sure that while he was helping the players in his program gr uh, grow and doing his job to the best of his ability, that he was taking time to make sure that this manager that he had who was showing a passion for coaching was was also going to be developing. And so uh, him dedicating time to me for that, I think I'll just forever be grateful to him for. Um, lastly, I would say is one of our, our former women's assistants at Wayne State, who's now an assistant at Bowling Green. His name is Joel Weimer. Um, he just has always, I feel like, kept me in his mind in terms of things that have opened up. He's the reason I ended up at Concordia. Uh, he kind of connected the dots for me to to apply for the job as an assistant under Coach Sankey and um, has just really always been someone willing to 
uh, lend advice or, or lend his time to, to help the benefit of, of my career and my growth as a coach. So I think those three have been really, really important to me. Speaking on uh, your growth as a coach um, and just as a person, what are ways that you've been uh, staying healthy mentally and physically during this time? Um, I'm, I'm probably not, not the best person to ask uh, in terms of staying healthy outside of basketball. I think that's something where as a young head coach, um, some of my immaturity might lie in that where I, I definitely feel and understand the importance of it, especially after my first two years as a head coach. It is um, absolutely vital to have a balance outside of your job and outside of your passions, but um, I probably don't do the best job with that. I just feel like I'm very passionate about basketball. So uh, even when I feel like I'm not working, I catch myself watching film or, or watching recruit film or anything like that. But um, when I do do a good job of it, I think it's just connecting with my family um, trying to cook and get better at cooking has become kind of a hobby of mine. Uh, and then golfing is definitely my, my one that I do a good job of trying to escape with is just getting out on the golf course and, and turning my phone off for a few hours and stuff like that. Yeah. I noticed on Twitter that you posted a GA spot for your program. Just as a head coach, what are you looking for in a graduate assistant candidate? Yeah, I am very, very happy you're asking me this question. I was hoping that you would. So, uh, we do have a GA position that's opening up. We have our, our current GA, Sarah Beckham, uh, who finishes her her job roles and responsibilities in that position with us uh, at the end of May. We're fortunate that she's going to stay on staff with us uh, as an assistant in the area. But for us, our, our GA position is, is very different than the average across the country. We don't have a full-time assistant coach uh, on staff, so our GA really serves that responsibility. And uh, I think just with my personality and the way that I relate with our, our assistant coaches, our GA position almost becomes an associate head coach to some degree um, with the amount of responsibility they have, with the amount of opinions uh, and the size of the voice that they get in terms of what we do. So in, in terms of who we're looking for, I, I really want someone who's got a goal to be in college coaching, uh, someone who has an ultimate goal of being a head coach, someone who really wants to be involved in every aspect of a college basketball program from on-court duties to uh, scout preparation, game planning, recruiting, uh, and then, of course, a lot of the day-to-day -day operations pieces that, that keep any college program humming, um, whether it's meals or, you know, helping with gear, stuff like that. So uh, for our GA position, it's somebody who is very, very involved, um, somebody who wants a lot, of, a lot of dirt on their hands, someone who wants to get involved and really be a big part of our program. That sounds like a great opportunity, Coach. Thanks for sharing and adding some insight into that process, finding a GA spot. What are ways that you've grown as a coach through professional development, like practices, clinics, podcasts? I'm a big podcast person. Um, so whether it's B-Ball Immersion or uh, the John Gordon podcasts, uh, that the John Gordon books, uh, really any book that you can, um, right now, my challenge has been trying to find a grocery store that has, uh, toughness by Jay Bylas. Uh, that's the book that I keep hearing. I need to read and everyone says it's fantastic. And that's the one I'm trying to find. And, um, I might be weird, but I, I can't do eBooks very well. Uh, it's just something about needing a physical book in my hand to be able to, to, to put it to good use, but that, and then there's been a ton of webinars 
um, throughout the year, but especially during the social distancing time um, that have been fantastic. And a lot of those are saving the webinar series um, and allowing them to be found as replays. So I think for all coaches right now, there is ample uh, things that you can use between podcasts and books and the webinars that are online um, that you can go to to really grow and learn. Uh, in addition to some other like websites like Pick and Pop, um, there's there's great things out there. So I think just always um, trying to dedicate time, whether it's an hour, hour and a half, whatever it might be in the morning, specifically towards just your development as a coach and, and just trying to grow and, and stay up and stay fresh with, with trends in basketball and stuff like that. Um, I think another important piece of advice that I would give, especially to younger coaches, is to develop what I call as a, like a process-oriented calendar. Um, I'm a big to-do list person, but almost at times that gets me in trouble. I think one of the things that's helped me the best in terms of making sure I'm dedicating time to different areas of, of my craft in my life is really developing a process oriented calendar. So specific days uh, and specific times within those days that I'm doing, you know, only recruiting things for an hour, only personal development pieces for an hour, only film things for a few hours. And even if I feel like I have eight hours of film to watch, I only have a three hour window on Monday and I got to do the rest of it the next day uh, and stuff like that. That's made me really be able to, to make sure I'm getting involved in different areas of, of my craft. That's great. Um, are there any other, you know, little golden nuggets of advice that you want to share with those who are listening that aspire to be a head coach one day, be an assistant coach? Uh, I think the biggest one as a young coach in general, but definitely young head coach would just be patience. Um, I think everybody wants to, to take over at a program and be national champions by the end of the year um, and, and really turn programs around and do all these fantastic things but you got to be focused on day-to-day growth. I think a lot of coaches all buy into the concept that your goal is to get 1% better every day. I think the part of that that we miss sometimes is that means you might only get 1% better on any given day and not 5%, 10%, 15%. And then you're going to have days where that you only got 1% better and you might have to live with that and just keep figuring out how to increase that percentage or how to make sure the next day is a little bit better but you got to have some patience and understand that you have these goals and these aspirations. Uh, and if you don't reach them tomorrow or after a week, that that doesn't change your goals and your aspirations. You just got to keep plucking away at it, keep working hard and, and trust that the things you're doing day to day are really, really important. Awesome. You know, what are, what's the best way for uh, the viewers to reach you if they want to talk more about your journey, just advice? Yeah, I would say the best way to reach me um, is probably – just through Twitter, honestly. So it's at happy K H A F F E Y K on Twitter. You feel free to shoot me a a direct message on there um, or just send me a comment on there. Um, And and then I would say for anybody who listens to this, that is potentially looking for a graduate assistant position um, or taking the next step in their career, stuff like that. uh, We are doing interviews and accepting applications and all that stuff right now. So for those, I would say, shoot me an email uh, with the resume, a cover letter and all those things that, Kiefer.happy, so K-I-E-F-E-R dot happy, H-A-F-F-E-Y at C-U-A-A dot E-D-U. Um, and I'd be excited to, to kind of look at some people's resumes and cover letters and, and see if there's uh, hopefully our next grad assistant out there. 
thanks for being on the podcast, Coach. No problem, Ashton. Thank you so much for having me. I love what you're doing with the podcast, uh, especially during right now. So I wish you the best of luck in all the future interviews.